welcome to day 206 of Shaped um, by the Word. Uh, we often talk of Joseph's story as moving from a pit all the way to the pinnacle of leadership in, in Egypt. We find Jeremiah going the opposite direction. He is going you know, from being in the courtyard to being thrown in prison uh, to uh, finally being thrown in a pit. So we find him you know, at the peak of uh, his ministry in Jerusalem, in a pit, not necessarily being promoted. I'm Paul, here with Katie, David, and Matt as uh, we continue to read uh, through the story, uh, you know, of Jeremiah. And we're reading about the last days. You know, this is what, you know, Isaiah has predicted, what Micah has predicted, Amos, you know, as, as we've read these in his stories, uh, the impending judgment that God brings because the people haven't been faithful to him, so he'll remove them from the land that he has given to them in order to later restore them, you know, to his new covenant promises. But the end is 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 ugly, and it is a hardship for this faithful prophet as well. So we pick up uh, in uh, Jeremiah 38. Uh, before we read, um, we read, always desiring... Uh, you know, the, the presence of God to be active with us through his word, through his spirit, um, by the good gifts that his son has purchased for us on the cross and secured for us through his resurrection. Uh, so we uh, offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. So, Katie, can you lift us up before we read? Father, thank you for your presence with us. Thank you that you are um, just so faithful faithful to walk with us and faithful to reveal your heart to us. So as we continue to read your word, would you meet with us, Lord, where we are? Um, would you convict our hearts and um, help us to receive the grace that you've offered us in Christ Jesus? Um, thank you. Thank you for the transforming power um, that your word has, God. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 38. Shephatiah, son of Metan, Gedaliah, son of Pashur, Jehoiakim, son of Shelemiah, and Pashur, son of Malchijah, heard that Jeremiah was telling all the people when he said, This is what the Lord says. Whoever stays in the city will die by the sword, famine, or plague. But whoever goes over to the Babylonians will live. They will escape with their lives. They will live. And this is what the Lord says. The city will certainly be given into the hands of the army of the king of Babylon, who will capture it. Then the officials said to the king, This man should be put to death. He's discouraging the soldiers who are left in the city, as well as all the people, by the things he is saying to them. This man is not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. He's in your hands, King Zedekiah answered. The king uh, can do nothing to oppose you. So they took Jeremiah and put him into the cistern of Malchijah, the king's son, which was in the courtyard of the guard. They lured Jeremiah by ropes into the cistern. It had no water in it, only mud, and Jeremiah sank down into the mud. But Ebed-Melech, a Cushite, an official in the royal palace, heard they had put Jeremiah into the cistern. Uh, while the king was sitting in the Benjamin Gate, Abed-Melech went out of the palace and said to him, My lord the king, these men have acted wickedly in all that they have done to Jeremiah the prophet. They've thrown him into a cistern, uh, where will he starve to death when there is no longer any bread in the city? And then the king commanded Abed-Melech the Cushite, Take thirty men from here with you, and lift Jeremiah the prophet out of the cistern before he dies. So Abed-Melech took the men 
with him and went to a room under the treasury in the palace. He took some old rags and worn out cloths from there and let them down with ropes to Jeremiah in the cistern. Abed-Melech the Cushite said to Jeremiah, put these old rags and worn out cloths under your arms to pad the ropes. Jeremiah did so. And they pulled him up with the ropes and lifted him out of the cistern. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard. Then King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and had him brought to the third entrance to the temple of the Lord. I'm going to ask you something, the king said to Jeremiah, do not hide anything from me. Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, if I give you an answer, will you not kill me? Even if I did give you counsel, you would not listen to me. But King Zedekiah swore his oath secretly to Jeremiah, surely as the Lord lives who has given us breath, I will neither kill you nor hand you over to those who want to kill you. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, This is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel, says. If you surrender to the officials, the king of Babylon, your life will be spared and the city will not be burned down. You and your family will live. But you will not surrender to the officers of the king of Babylon. The city will be given into the hands of the Babylonians and they will burn it down. You yourself will not escape from them. King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I'm afraid of the Jews who have gone over to the Babylonians, for the Babylonians may hand me over to them and they will mistreat me. They will not hand you over, Jeremiah replied, and obey the Lord by doing what I am telling you. Then it will go well with you, and your life will be spared. But if you refuse to surrender, this is what the Lord has revealed to me. All the women left in the palace of the king of Judah will be brought out to the officials of the king of Babylon. These women will say to you, they misled you and overcame you, those trusted friends of yours. Your feet are sunk in the mud. Your friends have deserted you. All your wives and children will be brought out to the Babylonians. You yourself will not escape from their hands, but will be captured by the king of Babylon, and this city will be burned down. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Do not let anyone know about this conversation, or you may die. If the officials hear that I talked with you, and they come to you and say to you, Tell us what you said to the king, and what the king said to you. Do not hide it from us, or we will kill you. Then tell them, I was pleading with the king not to send me back to Jonathan's house to die there. All the officials did come to Jeremiah and question him, and he told them everything the king had ordered him to say. So they said no more to him, for no one had heard the conversation with the king. And Jeremiah remained in the courtyard of the guard until the day Jerusalem was captured. You have a, a Jeremiah in a pit, and of course for the Hebrew to say mud, there was uh, you know the kind of the yuck you would find on the bottom of a cistern is you know, much more rank than you know just you know simply mud. And as soon as he's put in it, he sinks and he's he's left there and just simply die. It must have been a miserable position to be in, not able to move around to sleep or to lie down. And uh, this is exactly you know where you find him, and you find this you know you find uh, this guy Ebed Melech, probably not a name, it, it just means servant, uh, servant of the king, mm. and uh, you know four times we're told he's a Cushite, which would be an Ethiopian or you know an Egyptian from you know just sub you know Sahara, and uh, you have uh, a person again a Gentile from a faraway place who is faithful to the word of the Lord and is sensitive to, you know, his prophet uh, as opposed to Israel who is not, you know, is not listening to him. So again, you have irony on top of irony in the middle of all of this. I love that scene as well. When Abed-Melech shows up and, you know, Jeremiah is in this terrible condition that's likely leading to his death. And then what's he do? He intercedes for him. Um, goes and then rescues him and delivers him, you know, from this pending doom. And 
you know, we see gospel glimpses all throughout the prophets, but this seems like a really cool one. As this guy shows up, we know Jesus did come as, as a king, but he came as a servant king who even more here gave his life to ransom us um, through the cross. And so just getting to see a little glimpse of someone showing up to intercede on someone else's behalf um, to rescue them from pending death is just kind of a cool gospel glimpse here. And it has to make your armpits feel a lot better that they brought soft rags you know, to put underneath the ropes as they pulled him out of the mud. I mean, it'd be great to be rescued. I don't know how, why I'm, where I'm going with this, but we'll see what happens. Fish uh, yeah, 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 yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> That's not where I was going. That's where Matt's going. You, you know that. Uh, but, the you know, it's a very, you know, it's a, all the way from the beginning, he's just deeply considerate of Jeremiah and is showing deep respect for him. And, and it is kind of crazy that, you know, a foreigner does this while those who should be sensitive to the prophecies of God and the word of God, uh, you know, are not. So it is a beautiful picture, you know, of grace in, in the middle of all of this. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that strikes me when I mean, we've seen Jeremiah in so many difficult situations. And, and we talked about this yesterday of this kind of even challenging our assumptions a little bit of what it means to be mm -hmm. blessed or what it means to to live with God faithfully. You know, things don't always go what we'd say is our way. And yet, in these little moments, we actually see God's grace to Jeremiah, you know, in very difficult circumstances. But it's almost, you know, even as I read this story, I see much less of the grace here and more like, oh, man, he, that's a tough situation. But, but failing to see, yeah, and in the midst of that difficult situation, sinking down into that nasty mud, God does give Jeremiah some relief. You know, God does provide these small graces to Jeremiah along the way. Um, and so just seeing this, this, I don't know, example held out in, in Jeremiah of he's thrown into prison. He still speaks the word. He finds himself in difficult circumstances. He still speaks the word. He's faithful. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he counts faithfulness to God, you know, better than, mm -hmm. than his circumstances. And, and that's a, that's a challenge for us. It's interesting to see that, um, Zedekiah doesn't really have power in this moment. Like he doesn't have the power um, to save and preserve Jeremiah, but God, God is the one who's truly sustaining him throughout all of that. And just the contrast between, or maybe just the similarity, Jeremiah is, is almost like a picture of what will happen to the king um, if he were not to obey the Lord and to surrender um, the whole, the picture of mud. Um, being stuck in the mud. No, it's, a, it's an interesting thing that uh, Jeremiah would offer that prophecy. It was fresh on his mind what it meant to be uh, yeah, stuck in like, the mud. mud, so, mud. And you will be reason. stuck in the mud. He may have <laughs> even had mud on yet. his feet <laughs> yeah, you know, as, 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 he, as he made this prophecy. You also have you know, the king's officials, and you, there's another irony that's embedded in this. You know, in, in verse 4, this man should be put to death. He's discouraging the soldiers who are left in the city as well as the people by the things he is saying. He, he's not seeking the good of these people, but their ruin. Uh, and, of course, he is on behalf of the Lord extending grace for their good and not to, you know, not, you know, not to harm them. It's a very different, you know, definitions of what is good. Mm -hmm. And we get that all the way back, you know, to the garden, you know, choosing for ourselves what we think is best for ourselves rather than listening to the Lord and receiving, you know, his best for us. And in this particular instance, it's not, 
national pride, it's personal surrender. You know, that is the heart of his best for his people. This is where you'll prosper. This is where you will thrive if you only do my will in the circumstances I've placed you in. Mm. And uh, so it is, uh, you know, it's kind of another nice irony that you find tucked away in, in, in the middle of the text. David, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. Father, we do thank you that um, in all things we know that we can trust you, we can look to you, that you hear us. Um, no matter what situation we do find ourselves in, um, we know that you are with us and we have nothing to fear. And so thank you for the faithfulness of Jeremiah, even despite all the suffering, all the difficulty. And Father, may you empower us to be your people to endure for your glory, um, to see us through. May you strengthen us today. We pray all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.